This is an MVP podcast. My Village Productions. Welcome to Sipping Tea, a show where we explore the random thoughts that pop up at inconvenient times. I'm your host, Andy. Hello. And I meet it. Smoke weed every day. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> we are continuing uh, our trek into religion because today we're talking about Jesus. Hey, we're talking about Jesus. Uh, talking about Jesus. Y'all, you got to do the, gotta do the choir clap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's yeah, black yeah. church. Y'all know nothing about no black church. I know. <laughs> I've only been delight. one time. It's a real treat. It's like the club, but you can't cuss. It was like it's three hours treat. too long. Yeah, it used to be way back in the day. You had to do breakfast, lunch, and dinner, bro. It was a full Sunday, full Wednesday, prayer service on Thursday. You had to go to the prison on Tuesday. He's <laughs> yeah. I said, Jesus is everywhere, ain't you? Amen. Jesus says a biscuit. Let her sop you up. Mm-mm. Hey. <laughs> yes, this is the fourth part of a yeah. five-part series that we're doing on religion. Yeah. That's yeah. So we're four we're we're what's the math on that? 80%? 80% of the way? Yep. That's fun. That is fun. But before we do that, uh every time Andrew I want to play a game. To play games. So we decided at the beginning of the series because I go first in the topic every week. Right. You go first in the question and asking. Asking the question. I'm happy you remember that because I don't. Because mm-hmm. that was a long time ago. I remember a lot of things. Mm. Pointless things, but I remember things. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. All right. This one, this one's gonna trigger you. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have all dogs try to attack you when they see you? Oh no. Or all birds try to attack you when they see you? Birds, because I'll punch a bird. <laughs> I was so convinced. I was like, he's just going to say birds because they already attack them. <laughs> I fucking hate birds. You hate birds, man. I didn't know you had such a bird issue until we went to Seattle. When it's was that? 2014? Something. Forever ago. Yeah. And like we were standing under the Space Needle. We mm-hmm. were at the nice glass, the Chihuly glass or mm-hmm. whatever. And then... We were like in the little grassy knoll near the Space Needle, uh-huh. and there was like a flock of geese, and you literally—it was ran, pigeons. You literally ran away, and you screamed, "They're coming in hot!" Yeah. And I was like, "Wait a minute, are you scared of birds?" You're and like, you were like, "Yes, run!" I was like, "Run!" I was fully taken aback. Probably the first time you've ever seen me run. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say run. There wasn't any like knees to the chest, no, but no, there was no. a very vibrant uh, shuffle. Yes. Away from the danger. Yeah. I, Birds are terrifying. You got a bird thing, man. It's so yeah. funny to me. <laughs> no, I I would I definitely would prefer birds attacking yeah. me because dogs are my friends. Dogs are great. And also like they can also do a lot of damage. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I will take a a pigeon over a mastiff. Yeah. Which is what I have at home. Yeah. And I've seen the chompers under those flappers. Yeah. I'm not saying that I don't believe that like birds could break skin, because I'm sure they can break skin. Pecking order. <clears throat> yeah, or vicious. their claws. Their talons. Ah, thund- what was it? Thundercats? <clears throat> no. Thunderhawk. Space Jesus. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> what was that? What thunder? Thunderhawk. Thunder Griffin? Thunder <laughs> Thunderhawk? I think it is Thunderhawks. Something like that. Something like that. Birds are dangerous. Yeah. That's all Andy wants to say. Yeah. Everyone should fear birds. They should. Don't <laughs> peck your eyes out, bro. But I'll punch a bird. Punch a bird. They're easier to punch than a pup. <clears throat> they are. Yeah. Um, and I also feel like one good punch to the dome for a bird and like he's down, you know? Out the dome. 
Because like with a pigeon, you're talking about like a flick with your middle finger. Um, fist. <laughs> full fist. You're going for full-blown bird murder. Yes. Bird murder. Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> I don't know what... Yes, to... yes, I am. <laughs> I don't know what's happening today, Me man. neither. I don't Jesus know where these accents are coming giggly. from. <laughs> All right, Mita. It's me. Would you rather be unable to move your body every time it rains Ooh. or not be able to stop moving while the sun is out? Oh, triggered. <laughs> so you're a vegetable when it rains or a slippery snake when it's sunny out. Mm -hmm. um, well, it just says move your body. So I'm feeling I could burst out into an interpretive dance. True. I'm going to go with the rain. Okay. Not being able to move yeah. when it rains. Because honestly, what a better time to take a nap. True. <laughs> You got the sound. You got the thunder. We live in Colorado, so it's always cold. We've never yeah. had hot rain. Yeah. It, we can't have hot rain. We also, but we also have more sunny days than not. And I, so. That was part of the math. I was like, I don't want to be dancing 200 days a year. Mm -hmm. I would be skinny, though. <laughs> no, I'm taking the sleep. I'm taking rain. Just taking <laughs> I would rather be fat and well-rested than skinny and then the sunshine. Like, yeah, like, no. No, I'm taking sleepy rain times. That sounds absolutely lovely. Well, that does sound nice, right? I could go for a Cold nap right rain now. And cool breezes that come into you, right? And Colorado rain smells so good because we get it so rarely, except, except for when the cement makes you. I hate that. I can't up. breathe. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but yeah, man, sleep rain. I'm taking that all day. Sleep rain, sleepless mm. in the rain, sleep full, sleep in, full the rain. in the rain. Yeah. You know. <laughs> all right. All right. So. Jesus. <clears throat> Christianity. Christianity. So, this week, diving into Christianity, and according to their Bible, their Bible. Like, is that you? According to the Bible, the first church actually organized itself 50 days after Jesus' death on the day of the Pentecost. For those who don't know, oh. this is when the Holy Spirit was said to descend onto Jesus' followers. 50 oh. days after his death. Okay. Historians estimate that Jesus's death was between 30 and 36 AD. Okay. So roughly somewhere in there, that's when the first, I don't, well, and that's what's funny is like Christianity, they were all about writing down the word of the Lord. Documentation, yeah. <laughs> but then it's like. But then like dates, we don't have dates. Six year estimates here. Yeah. It's like, was he, I heard, you know, the, well, the gag is everybody says your Jesus here is 33. Mm -hmm. So that must be where it came from. It's just that sweet spot right mm. in the middle. He died at the age of thirty-three. Well, then why is it thirty to thirty-six? Because they don't know when they don't know when he was born. They don't know what day he was Ain't born. Ain't that zero? Ain't that the after Jesus? <laughs> Ain't that the after the death or whatnots or whatever? Am I doing backwards math? No, okay. I. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, no, no. that's not it. <laughs> I knew this one was going to be the, fun. <laughs> before Christ and after death, I think was something that like the churches put in place. Yeah, it's not like the yeah, actual the church. Yeah. yeah. No, that's not actual. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. the year is the, the planet is like, <sighs> what's time? But yeah, so like, <laughs> <laughs> didn't we lose three hundred years or something yeah. because of Jesus? Yeah, something okay. like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Okay. So, the majority of the first Christians were actually Jewish converts, and their church was centered in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Shortly after the creation of the church, many Gentiles, as they were called, Gentiles, were non-Jewish people, right? <laughs> uh, embraced Christianity with open arms. Okay. Weird. Yeah. Oh, non-Jewish non -Jewish people. people. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. Early Christians felt it was their main purpose in life to spread and teach the gospel of the Lord. Evangelizing. One missionary in particular was instrumental in spreading the word, and that is good old Apostle Paul. Good old Paul. 
<laughs> was a actually a former prosecutor of Christians. So like oh, snap. before okay. he converted, he was like out here snatching up all the Christians and taking them to trial. Them to the lion yeah. and whatnot. Okay. It's fun times. Damn, what talk about a flip. For real. <laughs> but that's just it, right? Like the word of the Lord hit him. Like Jesus spoke to him and he goes, Yeah, I follow this man. Wash it on over, man. Absolutely. So Paul's conversion to Christianity after he had um, a supernatural encounter with Jesus is described in the Acts of the Apostles right, in okay. the Bible. Paul preached the gospel and established church throughout the Roman Empire, Europe, and Africa. Right. Many historians believe that Christianity wouldn't be as widespread without the work of Paul. In addition to preaching, Paul is thought to have written 13 of the 27 books in the New Testament. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and because that, that's just it, right, is when Jesus died, he told his apostles to go forth and spread his word. And so to do that, they all just, they, they wrote down the word of the Lord. <laughs> wrote, wrote it on down. And then they, like, <laughs> brought it to people. Yeah. Just saying the words. Just evangelizing that's all yes, it is it is it's just i hated evangelization i think evangelizing is the reason the world is in the state it is today but we'll talk about that in a future episode <laughs> nita's got theories <laughs> so um early christians unfortunately were persecuted af mm -hmm. for their faith by both jewish and roman leaders yep in 64 AD, Emperor Nero blamed Christians for a fire that broke out in Rome, and many of them were tortured and even killed during this time. Mm. Under Emperor Domitian? Hey. Domitian? Hey, Domitian. What you doing over there? <laughs> uh, well, he made Christianity illegal. Oh, damn. Domitian cold <laughs> Cold so if a per if a person confessed to being a Christian, he or she was executed like, like without question. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Starting in 303 AD. Hey. Every code all day. Christians faced the most severe persecution state under the co-emperors uh Diocletian and Galerius. Okay. This became known as the Great Persecution. Right. Okay. I've heard about that one. Um, in 313 AD, 10 yeah. years later, yep. <laughs> Roman Emperor Constantine lifted the ban on Christianity with the Edict of Milan. He later tried to unify Christianity and resolve issues that divided the church by establishing the uh, Nicene Creed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was his conversion to the religion that scholars believe was the biggest turning point in Christian history. That is also in my book, so that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, in 380 AD, Emperor Theodosius the first Theodosius Theodosius declared Catholicism the state religion of the Roman Empire. The Pope or Bishop of Rome operated as the head of the Roman Catholic Church. Catholics expressed a deep devotion for the Virgin Mary, recognized yep. the seven sacraments and honored relics and sacred sites. Yeah. When the Roman Empire collapsed in 476 AD, differences emerged among Eastern and Western Christians. In 1054 AD, the Roman Catholic Church and the Eastern Orthodox Church split into two groups. Okay, yep. <clears throat> so that's where you now have Christianity and you have Catholicism as two separate religions. That's the Middle Ages split. Yeah. So Roman Catholic and then Orthodoxy, right? Yeah. Yep. And Orthodoxy is traditionally organized <clears throat> by nation. Okay. So 
Roman Catholic is what we all kind of like most Americans would know of as mm-hmm. Christianity and Catholicism. Um, Orthodoxy is like Greek ortho- Orthodox and Russian Orthodox. Okay. So those are the main ones that we think of when we think Got of Orthodoxy. It. Makes sense. So now we're going to jump up to 1517. Hey, come on. That's my favorite time. Martin Luther. <laughs> um, yes. German monk Martin Luther published 95 Thesis. Mm-hmm a text that criticized certain acts of the Pope and protested some of the practices and priorities of the Roman Catholic Church. Later, Luther publicly said that the Bible didn't give the Pope the sole right to read and interpret Scripture. Luther's ideas triggered the uh, Reformation, a movement that aimed to reform the Catholic Church, but as a result, uh, Protestantism was created and different denominations of Christianity eventually began to form. Yeah, let's get into this. Okay, okay. so when it came to the Protestant Reformation starting around 1517, Martin Luther was the, the German professor, but he also, it was a couple of them. There was like somebody in like Slovenia. It was a lot of Europeans. Mm-hmm. Um, they all kind of came to the same realization at around the same time. And the question that they were trying to answer, what they kept ruminating on was how do we receive salvation from God? Like we know yeah. that sin is the problem. Salvation mm-hmm. is the, the cure. How do we receive it? Like how? Um, and Catholics... Catholics or the Roman Catholic Church at this time really believed that it was like a one-two punch yeah. of faith and work. Yes. Protestants believe in solifieds, okay. which everybody's heard of, or faith alone. So that was kind of one of the main splits, was that Catholicism, you had faith and works. You had to do stuff and you had to have faith. Yeah. Protestants, you're good on just faith alone. Okay. Um, And then they also split between the Catholics and the Protestants on whether redemption is a gift so redemption from okay. God is a gift in Protestant thought, whereas in Catholicism, redemption is something that is earned via acts of penance yes. in order to pay down your sin debt. Yes. So that was also a main a main split during this time. And there were multiple reformers, but Martin Luther is the one that we mostly know. Mm-hmm. Um, they really, when it came to Protestantism, Protestantism, they really believed in stepping it on back into the olden days. Okay. Um, at this time, 1517, this was post uh, bubonic plague, 1400s. This mm-hmm. is the Middle Ages. So people at the time during the plague really left the church. The church kind of collapsed. Yeah. Because when you look at the plague in European times, people literally did think it was a plight from God because you would get yeah. sick at noon and you were dead by three. Well, I mean, think of the story of Moses and all of that right. from the New Testament where literally sent forth a plague, plague yeah. to kill all the non-believers to set his people free. Right. And it was like, this was also a time where like the first memes were kind of made, mm-hmm. the first graffiti in a way where it was like they would have, you know, written in blood or whatever on the side of church doors mm-hmm. where it would say like, God no longer lives here. Yeah. And that would be on the side of like English uh, English churches and stuff. <laughs> so after you have the plague and everything, you have the Reformation of 1517 due to the plague and so many people dying in your inheritance, just all, all of a sudden your whole family died and you're like the one person in your family line. So you get all their stuff. Yeah. That's how the middle class was formed. The middle class never existed before that. It was peasants and merchants and knights and churches, I think. Okay. Before. So once the middle class came to be, it also meant that literacy increased as well okay. amongst the people. So the Protestants were like, we gotta, we want to teach the word of the Lord, we want to teach the Bible in whatever language people know yeah. they can read. So why can't we write the Bible? Why are in we only English? saying it in Latin? Right. And at that time, Catholics were like, no, only in Latin. It has to be taught mm-hmm. only by a dude. He can't have a wife. And Protestants were like, none of that makes sense. Everybody is literate. <laughs> Everybody's got a middle class. They yeah. can afford a book. Let's go get them the book. Let's just spread the word. Evangelizing yeah. is really how 
Christianity took off. Yeah. It really was just the spread. Um, but another thing that Protestants didn't agree with the Catholics on was um, the selling of indulgences. Okay. Because Catholics, the Catholic Church is about money. She's going to make her money now. Mm-hmm. They were chits, which I did not like the word. I don't like that either. <laughs> I guess in modern vernacular, it would be like a voucher mm-hmm. that you could purchase from the church, which would essentially reduce your, you could pay down your sin with money. Yeah. So yeah. instead of whipping yourself or whatever, you could just give somebody's money and then they give you a Catholic church voucher. Oh, and it so is that's like probably needed. why they have yeah. a collection of every exactly. mass now. And um, you're, you have to give, well, you don't have to do have anything. To yeah, you don't have to do nothing. But it's highly suggested you that should, you yeah. donate to the church. Right. And so... Keep those lights on. Keep those candles burning. You're supposed to, right? So that was... And then aside... And then also another main thing for Protestants was they didn't understand why men couldn't marry. Like, what is it about having a relationship with God or being a, sp- a spokesperson for God? Why can't I have a wife and kids? Why can't I have a loving family? Mary Magdalene. So then the... So that's when the Protestants were like, you know what? We got to... We're going to go another way with this. We're going to go this other way over here. We're just going to flip it all around. And I also have some more like in-depth differences if you want to discuss them. Yeah, Between Catholics sure. and Protestants. Yeah, so yeah. Catholicism is filled the way that, um, just to reference, so the, the book that I've been using, um, mm-hmm. which I'll reference again just for everybody, is God is Not One, The Eight Rival Religions That Run the World and Why Their Differences Matter by Stephen Prothero. And he's a theology professor at Boston, I believe. Um, okay. So in the book, uh, he talks about Catholicism has an entire cosmos of people, objects, things that are sacred. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of them is so because of all these multitudes of ways, you have multitudes of ways to access God in yeah. Catholicism. Um, so you can access God by praying to saints, participating mm-hmm. in saint days, like the great feasts and stuff. So I do want to clarify for most people, and it's because it's when I was a catholic i can, i'm still a catholic You're still Catholic when you were growing up um yeah. one of the main questions we got asked was why do you pray to saints and mm-hmm. it's we don't pray to saints we actually pray that the saints intervene on our behalf right so it's like we ask the saints to take our prayer because they're like closer to jesus yeah sometimes you gotta send a messenger and it's like saint andrew right bro i really need some help here maybe you can just like can you like put in a good word for me Right. You're with, already with, close. With the Jesus. That makes sense to me. So it's like, but it's like people think that it, we're like worshiping St. Andrew. We're right. worshiping Mary. the Virgin Mary. Right. We're worshiping these non-godly deities or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, we're not. It's We're asking for them to intervene on our behalf. Right. So that's how we, that's kind of how he describes it in the book, where it's like, mm-hmm. you have this entire, he said a cosmos, like a religious cosmos, that yeah. is so many sacred things that you have multiple access points to God. So that's exactly what you just said. Yeah. There's a bunch of saints. Yeah. So whichever one you're cool with or whatever you're and praying for. Each saint is a patron, like they're a saint yes. of something. Right. So the first one he had, like he lists uh, three, although I don't, is the Virgin Mary a saint? No. Mm. She's just the, she's just mom. She's the virgin yeah. mother. So, yeah. uh, so you have St. Francis of Assisi who sought God among the poor and in the church for the sun and sky. That's how he ordered it. He's good times. Mm -hmm. Uh, St. Jude, the saint of hopeless causes. I didn't Mm -hmm. know that was the title. That's makes me think about the hospital. It's a little dark. Mm -hmm. And then also the Virgin Mary. Um, And with the Virgin Mary, you have uh, prayers directly to her, as well as the Feast of Annunciation, Immaculate Conception, and Assumption. Mm -hmm. And you have the Ave Maria prayer, which is recited constantly, right? 
So these are multiple access points to God. On top of that, you've got the seven sacraments, Mm -hmm. which are also additional access points for us to to reach salvation Mm -hmm. to God. So you have the seven. Oh, you want to enlist them? You know them? Go I don't ahead. know about... Am I testing you? <laughs> Did you do your homework? <laughs> so there's baptism. Uh-huh. There's, what is it called? It's when you, uh, first Holy Communion. Oh, yep. There's confirmation. Yeah. Marriage. Yeah. Um, I'm such a horrible Catholic. No, you're, you're a normal Catholic, honestly. Um, <laughs> I don't remember the other three. All right. Uh, we have uh, confirmation. Did you already say that? that? Yeah. Okay, sorry. So reconciliation, confession. Yo, yeah, duh. Oh, I know. I was like, he's going to get confession. But yeah, no. <laughs> it's, 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 you're good. You're good. Duh. You're good. I always forget that's a sacrament. Honestly, A for effort. I'll give it to you. Um, the ordination of priests. Wow. That's one that most people probably don't do, but that no. is technically one of the seven. Mm-hmm. And then you have the anointing of the sick or your last rites. Because I think it's marriage or ordination. Like you you right. can get like one or the other. Right. Yeah. And you either get like, married or yeah. It's like they're the same tier, but it's like gotta get one. Right. Yeah. It's like <laughs> whatever that is, five is split in half. Yeah. 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 Five five A, five B. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Please check which one you would like you would like. Right. And then last rites, that makes sense. Last rites, yeah. So that's part of the seven sacraments. Catholic. It's just funny because I was like, in my head, I was like, death, but I know it's not death. <laughs> and I was like, what? What is that last one? <laughs> I'm telling you honestly, if I was the teacher and you just wrote death, I'd be like, I give him the point. He's got it. You got the beginning. You got the end. We'll fill in the middle later. You also have transubstantiation, which okay. is a major thing that Protestants do not um, adhere to. And for anybody who doesn't know, transubstantiation is the convert. Do you want to? Do you know what it is? The conversion of the bread and wine and into the body and blood of Christ. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just the technical, the conversion of the substance of the Eucharistic elements into the body and mm. blood of Christ at consecration. Not supposed to chew it. Not supposed to chew it. Not supposed to do it. It was a little kind of gum it. Right. And, and then once it gets soft, you swallow it. <laughs> you, don't, you don't chew on Jesus. I chewed. I wasn't raised Catholic, so in, in Christian church, I was like, hmm, saltines. Nom, 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 nom. Is this Welch's? This is delicious. <laughs> Which at my church, we did have Welch's. Oh, uh, we had wine. Ooh, fancy getting lit at three? What you talking about? All right. Um... The other things, uh, the other ways in which Catholics have uh, uh, access to God, basically, mm-hmm. another access point, are your relics. So you have the Shroud of Turin. You have the body of St. Peter at mm-hmm. St. Peter's Basilica. So, And then on top of all of that, you've got the Pope. So these are all multiple. I mean, you've got seven sacraments, total, just so many different ways for you to access God yeah. or uh, the Christian God, uh, the, the Father, Son, and the Holy—y'all say Holy Spirit— Mm-hmm. Black folks say Holy Ghost, but you <laughs> you can access all of them in multiple ways. This is also part of the split because Protestants, they didn't have all that. So okay. they have a tendency to criticize Catholics for going a little too ham on the Virgin Mary stuff. Okay. They kind of split where they were like, the mom's cool, but like we're, we're in it for the baby. Like it's about she was Jesus. the vessel for the baby, right? Though. It's about the son. But Catholics well, are like, well, the you have to honor the mother, exactly. As well, right? That's your sacrament. Like she but was like, chosen by God to give birth to the Son of God, right? But in Protestantism, they're like, there's too much focus on the mom. Mm-hmm. We got to focus on the son. I mean, I won't lie to you. Every every time I um, take off on a flight, and every time I land on a flight, mm-hmm. I always um, am saying the Hail Mary hey. in my head, and then I finish it off with an Our Father. There you go. You gotta do, look, you got to do what you got to do. We, we're flying in the sky. It's dangerous. Man it is. is not meant to sit in a chair in the yeah. sky. I'm always like, hmm. Mm. 
Hmm. Testing these waters. Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. Right? <laughs> so then Protestants also only have two rites. Mm-hmm. They have bap- the baptism and the Holy Communion. Okay. Um, so where they differ is that Catholics have transubstantiation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Protestants have the Eucharist. So it's close, but not the same. So okay. uh, the Eucharist is the Christian ceremony uh, commemorating the Last Supper in which bread and wine are consecrated and consumed. Okay. So it's like the same, but different. So I, I always understood it to be that Protestant branch believe like they didn't <laughs> it it didn't transform, right? Like They didn't do the what some people have referred to as the ritualistic cannibalizing of Jesus's body. Yeah. They didn't do the, the transubstantiation Catholics into blood and that bone. Yeah. The Eucharist becomes the body of Christ. The wine becomes the blood, blood of Christ. Of course, yeah. And we consume that and take that into our body. Which people who are anti-Catholic would call the ritualistic cannibalism. I mean, it sounds like even, even growing up. It was a, it's a tough pill to teach a kid. You're like, hmm. Blood. <laughs> Blood. I'm, I wanted the grape juice. Eating the flesh. I'm just here for the Welch's. So, because that purple is delicious. <laughs> even at your first communion, they gave you wine. I mean, I got Welch's. It was delicious. We got wine. It was rather refreshing, to be honest with you, because sometimes that church was a little hot. Um, And then finally, where Protestantism, or no, I'm sorry, I have a loose quote, too. So uh, they also have worship services that involve the Bible being read by the minister and the text is interpreted for the congregation, which is different from Catholicism as well. And also Mm -hmm. in Protestantism, you don't have a priest, you have a minister. The minister can also be a woman. Mm -hmm. So those are just some of the bigger, the bigger, the bigger differences. And one loose quote because he had a lot of ands on this quote and i took a lot of them out um so the way the way that professor patero kind of broke it down is quote loose quote while catholics can get a get to god through saints relics popes priests sacrament and the bible protestants can get to god without inner without intermediaries and read the bible with god's guidance alone so that's like one quick way to just where that split really happened yeah yeah Makes sense. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. And it's very similar. I mean, do you want to talk about how Protestant versus Catholic is very similar to Hindu versus Buddhist? Yeah, sure. So if you've done your homework on the past episodes, <laughs> well, there will be a pop quiz at the end of this series. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so the religious goal is achieved either through self-effort okay. or a separate other power. Okay. Is one way to think about Catholic versus Protestant or Hindu versus Buddhist. So Protestants in this comparison are similar to hindus okay in that salvation for protestants okay which is moksha for hindus yes can be attained by anyone who quote offered up their everyday activities to the divine okay so in protestantism you're brewing a cup of coffee moksha just to bring it back is the act of breaking the the cycle of rebirth okay so that's moksha is their salvation yes in that term in that kind of terminology um, so it can be attained by anyone who offered up their everyday activities to the divine. So okay. in Protestantism and in Hinduism, you make a cup of coffee in the morning, you're making a cup of coffee for the Lord. Okay. I sing your praises because I have access to coffee and water and heat and electricity and my Keurig is firing in all cylinders, right? Yeah. Um, I take a shower. So I sing your praises because I have the hot water. I've paid the bill. I have the roof over my head. These are the, so it's everyday activities. Yeah. In Hinduism, those were attained by the, the the three kind of breakdowns we did. So that was the comma, sensual pleasures. Okay. The artha, wealth and power. Okay. And dharma, which is your duty. Literally the same thing in Protestantism. You can achieve 
your religious freedom, whatever that end result mm-hmm. is, if you adhere and acknowledge your God in everything that you do. Okay. So. Makes sense. It's kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like at the end of the day, a lot of religions are very similar. It all overlaps. This is when I was like, I think I was like 15 the first time I really dipped a toe into religion, and I was like, oh, I don't have to pick nothing. Well, and that's what, it's <laughs> It's just, to me, it's comical in a, in a sense, because it's just, you have like all these different groups of people that are like fighting mm-hmm. and telling you that like, I'm right, mm-hmm. no, I'm right, yeah. and it's just like... Just don't be a dick. <laughs> right, right, right. Honestly, because what do they all teach? It's all love and respect and love your mom yeah. and don't kill your parents. And don't kill anybody. Honestly, that's pretty bad. Yeah. And then it's like also give glory to God and yeah, take a little money. Yeah, that's all, that's all it is. But that's not what people do yeah. to quote to loosely quote the chorus of a, of a tool song off of 10,000 wings or whatever it is. Uh, monkey killing monkey over pieces of the ground. That's yeah. all we are. Yeah. We're just. Yeah fighting and then we're like well my god said that this is my dirt and you're like well my god said that this is my dirt and i'm like nobody's god said anything you're just humans fighting over dirt truly and that's just me that's just the way that i do it truly um did you have anything else no that's pretty much oh, it okay. yeah. um well one big part we didn't talk about real quick yeah we didn't really get into the trinity the holy trinity oh yeah, yeah, yeah big yeah. part of christianity <laughs> the father the son and the holy ghost holy ghost amen so uh, in the way in the book they refer to this as a soft monotheism spectacles testicles watch wallet you got it so uh professor Bethero has a section of the christianity chapter that's just called jesus parentheses a trilogy and i thought that was very funny <laughs> i just had to share that um so the holy trinity uh god the father which mm-hmm. is all aka the almighty uh the maker of heaven and earth Mm-hmm. God, the son, which is one Lord, Jesus Christ, and the only son of God. Mm-hmm. Um, he also says that Jesus, quote, gets the most ink in the Bible because um, he died and was re- reborn for our sins, according to Christianity. And then finally, you have the Holy Ghost. Black people love the Holy Ghost. Get in the shout. Um, and that is the Lord. So if the son is one Lord, the Holy Ghost is the Lord, and that is the giver of life. Um, and then... Another thing that he said about Christianity that I really loved was that they call it the rescue religion. Okay. Which I thought was a really great way to word it. So you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven or receive salvation Mm -hmm. if you have committed sin. So Christianity was like, bruh, I got a fix for that. Like, you can't get in? I got you. I got you. I got a little backdoor, a little entrance over here. We got y'all. Right. So the gospel, a.k.a. the good news. Amen. Has to be spread, a.k.a. evangelized. Mm -hmm. Amen. That Jesus died on the cross for your sins. Yes. Amen. Right. So the good news is that for anyone who hears this story, confesses their sins and turns to Jesus for forgiveness. Yep. Shall be saved. Absolutely. It really is that simple. No, it really (laughs) is. That is the that's why it's kind of got the the kind of overtitle of the religion. I mean, there's some there's some nuances there, right? Like you got to you got to go into the church. You got to. Give your life to Jesus. Right. And if you do so, that is when you're saved. You can't just like go sit in the back, not really listen. You got to do the legwork is what I'm saying. That's what they say. But then it's like there's so okay. So this is where Christianity gets kind of squirrely for me because there's so many subgroups. Yeah. Right. So you had. You had it split the Orthodox and then the Roman Catholic Church. So they split off into into Catholic, Protestant and Eastern Orthodox after all the shenanigans. Well, the Middle Age one, the the first split, the two, was Mm -hmm. Roman Catholic and Orthodox, which is Greek and Russian. 
Yes. Then you had 17. That's when Protestantism. Protestantism. Protestantism subgroups are the Lutherans. So there are 18 different subgroups. There's 18. We're I think not going to list them all. No, I think I have four big ones, and those then also break down into further groups. Yeah, you got the Baptists, the Episcopalians, the Evangelists. And the, eva- and the Evangelists are actually a subgroup of the Lutherans, who are a subgroup of the Protestants. <laughs> They're, it's just wild, y'all. It's so wild. Calvinists. Yeah. The Calvinists are important because the Calvinists are the ones who helped found America. What's a Calvinist, your face is saying? I'll tell you. Abs- mm. There's three rules in Calvinism. There's absolute sovereignty of God. Yeah. Makes sense. That's a pretty good base point. Total depravity of all human beings. So we are all born into sin. We are sinful. We are dirty little monster people. Okay. And then finally, the predestination of souls before birth to enter heaven or hell. So okay. the base of Calvinism is it doesn't matter what you do during your life. When your soul is chosen to go into that uterus, mm-hmm. God has already predetermined whether you're going to heaven or hell. And the Calvinists were actually the earlier co- the early colonists to help settle America. So the 13 colonies, 1700s, post-slavery, okay. you've got African slaves on the 13 colonies, and a majority of the people who were, who were worshiping at that time were Calvinists. Okay. That kind of, to me, kind of cemented a lot of early american history fair um they also were known as the puritans in england so they went from england to new england okay Um, and then the calvinists also turned into presbyterians which are the largest christian group in south korea to this day okay wasn't it the calvinists that introduced like technically like Uh what we know law to be today weren't they the ones that kind of created like a natural law of like how people should act oh for like america no, just in general. Oh, in general? Maybe. I don't know. I The reason I made that face is because I remember learning something about in like my morals theory class that <laughs> something about Calvin. Calvinist. There was a Calvin. I mean, Calvin's a name. So it's like, a name, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how, yeah. Completely unrelated. Well, but and like, Calvin was one of the um, reformers that was around the Martin Luther time. Like okay. there was another guy, his 1500s. name, his last name was Calvin. Yeah. So that's where they mm. kind of sprung out of. Another subgroup is the Anglicans. I know okay. people have heard of that. The Anglicans are a subgroup of the Protestants. Yeah. Um, traditionally very strong in England and former British colonies. So the places they used to colonize. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, currently, Anglicanism is booming in Africa. Okay. So there's 80 million, um, 80 million Anglicans globally-ish right about now. Okay. And about half, 40 million are in Africa alone. Wow. Um, they see themselves, this is what I like about the Anglicans, they see themselves as the middle path between Catholicism and Protestantism. So okay. I was like, oh, they're the Buddhist of Christianity. Yeah. They found the middle way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. And then finally, you have the Anabaptists, which is not a very commonly known yeah, term. I haven't heard of that. It means re-baptizer. Oh. And that, in America, are, are Amish and Mennonite communities. God and the main okay. the main separation for Amish Mennonite or the Anabaptist between them and Protestantism Christianity yeah. is actually political. Okay, that was their main separation. They are staunchly anti-war. Okay, and staunchly separation of church and state. That's why they don't really participate in American politics. They don't do technology mm-hmm. entertainment. They don't have you know horse and buggy delicious fruits though. They grow such delicious good food. breads, good pastries, delicious delicious butters. Woodwork is amazing. So the Amish and the Mennonite communities were also a uh, subgroup of okay. the Protestant split from Catholicism. Yeah, from Catholicism. Nice. It's a very um, <clears throat> complicated religious history for Christianity. Yeah. It's thick. It No, it really is. But at the same time, it's like almost watered down because there's so many sects yeah. within 
the primary religion <laughs> of Christianity. Right. That like, I don't know, just kind of like dilutes it a little bit to where. Yeah, that's how I feel, too. But both of us, as being Americans, honestly, were raised in some sect of Christianity. Yes. You Catholic. Yeah. I was raised Baptist and then baptized non-denominational. And then I started asking questions. Mm -hmm. And then nobody wanted to answer them. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I don't go places where people don't answer my questions. I don't do that. So I'll be leaving. Thank you so much. Thank you Thank so you. much. Oh, my gosh. Praise Good coffee at the Jesus church bookstore, though. Oh, I bet. I also learned my ABCs in Baptist Church. Well, that's fine. And I had to get up in front of the whole congregation. And I delivered them ABCs. <laughs> there was D and an E in there, too. I was on it. Uh, well, thank you for listening to this episode of Sippin' Tea. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Sippin' Tea 303. And if you would like to follow me on Instagram, you can do so at MVP Andy. And you can follow me at Black Girl Jeeping on Instagram. <laughs> Lastly, make sure to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. You can find our bi-weekly podcasts on all major podcast platforms. You say podcast one more time, I'm going to punch you in the face. Podcast. <laughs> That's the punchy sound. <laughs> this has been an MVP podcast. My Village Productions.